Hey, everybody, this is Adam Tajadine, your host for the Ultra Perform Show, for you to perform your best at business and life. Today, we have a very special guest, Deanna Moray. Um, I'm always bad at pronouncing names, but I got that right, right? Fun. Thank you. I think because people always butcher my name, so I, I get like, I don't want to do it too. Um, so we're live today on Facebook Live, and we should be live on uh, iTunes Blog Talk Radio, but we're having some technical difficulties. So we'll share this audio later on the Blog Talk Radio site and iTunes, etc. But Deanna is here to talk to us about Blissology. What is Blissology? Blissology is a touch technique that I developed um, and studied and really worked hard on understanding why it was so powerful. It's a touch technique, it's non-sexual, and actually I'm gonna give you a fabulous tip. It actually starts with the mechanics of using the hair. So the way that it works has to everything to do with the brain, the brain chemistry, and the way we're wired. And mm. so using a non-sexual technique to make connection. My mission is to help couples have more love, have more depth and more connection. Great. So how you're going to share that technique with us? Is that what you said? Well, mostly, uh, like I said, one of the things that I can share with you in a little bit is we'll talk about, you know, how you can get started, right? Just to give you a couple tips on how to get started. But mostly there's so much to know about why it matters, about why we need it. It's, you know, sometimes people say, why does this matter? I mean, I've got this. We, we're very happy. We're having a great relationship. It's because, well, there's a lot of things that people don't understand about the dynamics of our society, masculine and feminine and in relationships. Hmm. So I'll give you a little bit of uh, background. We live in a masculine constructs of society. What hmm. do I mean by that? What I mean is everything about our society is results driven. How many clients did you contact? How many sales did you make? How much money? How many, money? Right. How many patients did you see? How many children did you treat? It's nope. all about how much. And when we look in the world of men specifically, how big was the fish? How many points did they win by? How many touchdowns did he get for the season? Who's the MVP? It's all about results and tracking value. Yep. All right. That feeds masculine energy. Men and, and they just, it's like, <laughs> that's, how much was it? How much money did he get? It's, it's very, it's very energizing for the masculine energy. Okay. Any idea what feeds feminine energy? Why don't you tell us? Because <laughs> <laughs> most people don't. Even women don't know what feeds feminine energy. What feeds feminine energy is experience. It's how did it feel? Mm. And I'll tell you another very interesting tip. It is what men love about women. It's because how many times, I can't tell you how many times when I, early in my marriage, I asked my, he, my husband said to me, I love you. And I would turn and I would ask him why? And he would say, well, and he'd stumble a bit, and it would always come around to, well, I like how I feel when I'm with you. Oh, I like yeah. how it makes me feel when you smile at me. 
when mm -hmm. I kiss you. I like how I feel. So I will tell you the most enchanting thing about women to men is that we are tapping into that part of you that wants to be awoken to how does it feel, not what are the results. So we have to start getting, if we want to have more depthful, more rich, connective relationships, we have to start figuring out how we can have that conversation in masculine and in feminine. How can we invite a woman back into her feminine? Now, why does that matter? I'll tell you. Um, I know you probably thought I would. <laughs> well, I was um, hoping you would. It is a half-hour show. <laughs> I can so, make it up. <clears throat> right? So this is why women spend their days over in the ball field of the masculine energy. We spend our days in how much at work. We spend our days in how we get home, uh, what we have to do to take care of the kids, all the things that are on our task list, okay? When we get home, we're still in that masculine energy because that's where we're succeeding in our business lives. When a woman comes home and she's in her masculine and a man comes home and he's in his masculine, what do you think you're going to get? Fight or sex? Is that the sex sign or is that fight? No, that's, that's more a butting of heads. Oh, okay. What we want is to have a juicy, connected difference, which is that the balance of masculine and feminine. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. You don't have to, the woman doesn't have to fall into her feminine. She could be in her masculine. She could be advancing. She could be trying to seduce him, right? Mm -hmm. anything. The man could fall into his feminine where he's like, okay, I'm open. What do you want? We can, I'm interested. But being very, a lot more um, submissive. It's tricky sometimes for a man that way. I mean, I've had that problem before where a woman becomes the aggressor and I'm like, whoa, whoa, hey, I'm in charge. <laughs> and it turns me off. I'm like, I literally get turned off. I'm like, oh, but I've learned like, okay, just, just relax. This is not so bad. <laughs> right? Not, and I get it. It's not so bad. I'm like, calm down. And I've been able to work that out. But before I'd be like, no, hey, hey, this is my, this is what I'm, I'm doing this. I'm the man. I'm the aggressor here. Let yeah. me do it. Exactly, exactly. I have to tell you, there's some very juicy, delicious, fabulous experiences to be had with a woman who is willing to step into her masculine aggressor place. A woman oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ready to step into like, you know what? We're going to switch it up tonight. We're going to put some spice back in our love life, and I'm going to seduce you. There's some wonderful playgrounds there to really explore. Yeah, yeah. Good. So, what I'm so uh, as I'm explaining the masculine feminine thing, when women come home and they're still in their masculine energy, they're still in results in results based energy we could change our home life so considerably by just using glissology for five minutes, 10 minutes, and inviting her back into her very powerful, strong, loving, nurturing, connected, feminine side. Mm. Now you, if I could ask you a question, you did bring something up. Um, you said they go home, they go to work, business day, they're in that masculinity. What about the women that aren't doing that, that are staying home? Because there are those women still that aren't working and are 
maybe in their feminine. And yes, that's when you think about the fact that women who stay at home, they move into the role when they're at home of taking care of managing the plumber who has to come, managing the bills that they're taking care of, managing the children and how they have to get the laundry and the dinner and the dishes and still get to the store. There's still a lot of results all day long. So only those women who have the opportunity to stay in their expressive side, artists and dancers and women who actually do those kinds of things for a living, um, create the things that are in their creative side, those women are going to experience their feminine side throughout the day. There just aren't very many. So it doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing, even if it's just getting in traffic and getting home and getting in the in the checkout at the grocery store. It's all about getting results. I have I, I've got a very limited period of time. I've got to pick up the kids. There's all kinds of constraints yeah. to her life anyway. So she's still not really getting the dance in that. How does it feel today? Not as not very often. So when she comes home, my point is by learning things. Like blessology, the nurturing, connective moment. Because of the way blessology works on the brain, and, and this it's science part of it is that it floods the brain with endorphins. Floods the brain with endorphins more than taking a glass of wine, more than a lot of other, um, you know, sort of shortcuts to it. That flood of endorphins shuts down the task list that's in the back of our brain. And women always have a task list of things that, you know, stuff in the back of our head that's boiling down that we still have to take care of. I still have to get things for tomorrow. We still got to get the clothes washed because my daughter needs whatever. And I got to get their, their lunches made. So there's a task list. That's so, so sexy when a woman talks like that. <laughs> task list. Um, that's, I will tell you the truth though, that's the biggest killer to intimacy. Yeah. Until you can get her attention away from that task list, you can't get her attention onto anything that's intimate, that's, you know, having sex, having connection, having, making love. You can't, it's very hard for a woman to get into that space. She's like, I got time for that. I've got so much to, whatever. No, not right now. I mean, can you imagine how women get, I've heard women, I've been the woman who's been I've like, heard, and I've heard women too. I get it. Oh, I don't oh, have time wow. for this. What are you talking about? Yeah. But lithology is that connection and the way that the endorphins flood through the brain, they trigger a parasympathetic nervous system response. What does that mean? It means that right back here at the back of the brain, there's a signal that goes from the back of the brain all the way down the spine to every single nerve ending and every single organ. And that signal that it's sending is rest and digest. When you can help anybody, men or women, children, anybody, get into a parasympathetic response, their whole body begins to move into a recovery state, a, re a, a relaxed state. It's a really great place to be for a repair mode. Like if you have a headache and or you've had a really long bad day, the best place you can get into is a parasympathetic nervous system response. Mm -hmm. And blissology can do that in less than five minutes. 
Great. And it doesn't, I mean, it works very well on women, but it doesn't just work on women. Mm. And it isn't just for, you know, partnered relationship. You can learn a loving, connective touch to offer in a nurturing relationship to anybody. You can have a platonic friendship where you can be supportive to somebody in a non-sexual way. You use blissology or any technique that works like that to help bring in a sense of nurturing, a sense of connectedness, mm -hmm. a sense of um, companionship. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. That's true. Um, hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I should say this. So tell us about some of the, uh, the, the technique you're saying about getting us started on. The first thing that I'm going to tell you that is the best and easiest place to start, and it's the first thing that's in the video that I produced, is get a hairbrush and start learning how to brush somebody's hair. It's the first best place to start. So you're now, telling, so you're saying like a man, if they're married to their w wife, and it could be whatever, but in this scenario, they get buy a hairbrush for their wife. Right. Good. You can even use one that you have around the house. You can just start with a good hairbrush that has. Um, I could. I could. I didn't think to bring one, um, but you want to have a little bit of give, so that if you catch tangles, and you learn how to brush hair in ways that make it pleasant, not unpleasant. So well, you start at the bottom. Okay. Only take the tangles out at the bottom first. And then you slowly move farther and farther up when you've got the tangles out. Mm -hmm. You're very gentle. One of the reasons that, has, have you ever noticed, Adam, how much women love to go to the salon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Love to go to the salon. You're there for hours. You're there for hours. Hours. <laughs> I've talked to people, I've you know, girls I've been dating or – my friends, whatever, they are there like three, four hours. I'm like, you're still at the salon? My God. Have you ever been Go to a salon there. or just a barber? Hello? There you go. I put you on mute. Get out of there. <laughs> Have you ever been to the salon or just barbershop? No, I go to the salon, actually. And do you get your hair washed? for years and years. See? Well done. Do you get your hair washed? And dyed. And dyed? Mm -hmm. How I'm pretty, do I'm pretty gray right through here. It starts showing because it's so short now. It starts to show early, but um, I'm there for a little bit. But I do love – that's my favorite part is in the washer. I'm like just – and then she's like, get up. I'm like, I don't want to get up. I just want right. to stay right here. Right, because what you really want is a little bit more of the sensation that happens when you start to stimulate the nerve endings in the scalp, deep embedded in the scalp. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's nice. you know how much you like it when you go to the salon and you're just getting your hair washed and you don't even really have that much to work with. Yeah. Take that times 10 and imagine that that's what's happening for the woman in your life. Now decide, oh, I really, really like that. It's my favorite part. And I know how that affects me. 
So if it affects her like that, and I can use that to support her, to love her, to nurture her, I'm going to do that for her and see how it works. Now, I'm going to give you a little tip. The reason that this is so powerful in relationship, and like I said, blissology does not, you don't have to be in a relationship to use it because it's non-sexual, non-violent touch, right? Mm -hmm. But I want you to think about this. Let's just say that um, today um, you see the woman that you are dating, you enjoy her company, and you touch her in a certain way that makes her whole head flood with endorphins. She feels really good, and she sees your face. And tomorrow, you t she sees your face, you touch her that way, and she really loves how it feels, and she enjoyed it. And the next day, you touch her the way she likes, she sees your face. What do you think happens in a Pavlovian in a Pavlovian, you know, response? Because we know what Pavlov's dog do. Well, they, for all for the rest of us that don't know, what does that mean, Pavlovian? So Pavlov's dog was a scientific experiment where the um, the scientists wanted to know if what it would take and if they could cause a dog to salivate without having yet having food. Mm. So they would ring a bell and feed the dog. The dog would salivate. They would ring the bell and they would feed the dog and the dog would salivate. After a while, all they had to do was ring the bell and the dog would salivate. <laughs> so by having an ongoing repetitive experience of nurturing and connection, you start to build wiring in the brain of your partner that when they see your face, they're happy because they remember all of the times that you did this nurturing thing that made them feel so loved, so connected. Even, so if, you, even if you did something wrong that day? Would that help? I mean, that's how you'll get guys over. Yeah, okay, great, I'll do it. It does help because you have laid a foundation previous to your offense. You've laid a foundation of nurturing connection, love, and depth. Hmm. So then, one of the things that I tell guys sometimes is I always recommend, anytime you're giving the woman in your life a hug, just take a minute and have your arms wrapped around her and just touch her hair just a couple of two or three or four strokes. Hmm. You'll be surprised at how it how effective it is at reminding her of that loving, nurturing foundation that you've established with her. Great. It's very powerful. But more than that, this is about how we can help women get the love and nurturing that they crave that allows them to feel less on guard because most women not only have a task list, but they're hypervigilant, mm. especially women that have been violated, assaulted, or abused in any way. They are always hypervigilant. The only way to darken or quiet that hypervigilant center of the brain is to get in a state of relaxed connectedness. Mm. I'm doing that thing producing, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so, so but I am listening to you. No, it's so, okay. Well, that that I have noticed that I love to play with a woman's hair, and it is part of sensuality. But um, 
there's no really but, but that, there's a way for you to get through to the men is that if you tell them that, I mean, you have to simplify it. And, and don't, you know, judge me for being crude, but if you just said to men, do you want to have more sex? I know it's not about sex. And they will say yes. And then you'll say, okay, well, this will help you. That's all you have to tell them. And then I'll get through to them. There's a couple of dilemmas with that mm -hmm. that I've experienced. Number one, um, if I tell men that in a partnered relationship, using this kind of gentle touch, you can make a connection that helps her feel more relaxed and more connected to you and in turn can offer more intimacy because you've quieted the hypervigilant center and you've quieted the task list, then I have a backlash of people who say, oh, she's, um, she's a rapey kind of person. She's, she's encouraging men to be kind of rapey and teach them techniques that, and I'm like, no, I never said anything about abusing the technique or yeah, abusing uh, women or how you use it against them. I've said that this is about connection. This is about support. Mm -hmm. This is about helping to change brain chemistry out of stress chemistry, which is very damaging. I mean, just look up, I mean, just look anywhere on, on the internet about the effects of stress on the body. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I was super stressed this year with my parents, my parents' health. I moved them to Egypt. I moved them back. We did a documentary about it. I was stressed out of my mind. Oh, wow. So and they, they were, they're both sickly, mentally. My dad was dealing with dementia. I was just a lot of stuff to deal with. So I was stressed out. Luckily, they're in an assisted living center and uh, it's easier now. But yeah, stress is a big thing. And I always talk about you need to, um, you need to uh, address stress and take care of your body because it's the vehicle, your best vehicle. It's your only vehicle. It's a vehicle that you have. And for you to live a more passionate, fulfilling life, to always take care of your body. And, of course, if you're stressed out all the time, you're not taking care of your body. Absolutely. And with women, as I, we were talking about earlier, that living in the masculine construct in society never – this is one thing I didn't mention. It is very unhealthy for women to run masculine energy – all the time. Mm. It stresses out the body because we're not designed to run testosterone and manage everything and results 24 seven. We are designed with feminine chemistry for a reason, but we don't get to stay in that, we don't get to play in that environment very often. Well, what is it that you want to, through blissology, what is it that you want to do for people? What difference do you want to make for people? Why, why are you doing this? The most important thing that I do is because nothing that you can achieve, become, or create is nearly as good as when you have someone to share it with. Somebody to share your joy, to share in your excitement, um, your success, etc. And I see all the time, everywhere I go, everywhere, every networking group, every um, conversation, 
there are people, who, men, especially men, who will spend time, energy, and money learning how to improve their career. They will spend time, energy, and money learning how to improve their finances and prepare for long-term success and long-term retirement. There are people all over who will spend time, energy, and money figuring out how to be healthier and look better. And yet I see so few people who spend time, energy, and money to nurture their soul connection, their heart, their relationship. Yeah. And yet, of money, career, and a great body, none of those things are nearly as enjoyable as they could have someone to share with. It's so not. Isn't that crazy, though? I, I, to this day, don't understand that. I don't, I don't either, and I'm, in the, and I'm in this business. Well, because we know it. That's the thing that's mind-boggling, right? If you can get people like... You know, the, the surface conversation are the surface conversations. But if you can get in with people and talk to them and get close to their heart or become their friend or whatever, uh, whatever it is to connect and get close to them, they will tell you that's what they want 99.9% .9 of the time. And usually if they don't tell you that, they're lying or they're lying to themselves. I'm fine. I'm fine by myself. I have, you know... Uh, I got my vibrator at home or, I mean, I've heard that or I, I don't need a woman. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I just watched you cry for like three weeks about your ex or, or whatever it might be. I just saw you trying and talk to these girls to connect, right? So, I mean, the guy, girl point of view, I'm trying to like quickly give. But yeah, that they know it's the most important thing, yet I, I see it more that people avoid it even more now. Be, I, I think it's because it's so hurtful when it doesn't work out. But, you know, I think there's a place where when we learn to evolve our sense of love, our idea and understanding of what love is, I think that changes everything. Because one of the things I told you earlier was about my husband. I asked him, you know, why do you love me? And it was always, usually his answers are always about how I make, how he feels when he's with me. Mm. We've been married mm, almost 16, 16 years. And um, one of the things that I have encouraged him. Job. It's not easy, I'm going to tell you. Oh, it's a dedicated it? effort to stay in love. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this and then I'll jump back. The day I married him, I told him very clearly. I said, I do not want you to promise to stay with me forever. Hmm. Till death do we part. I want you to promise to stay in love with me. Because I'm not interested in that relationship at the end of our days where I've got my own bed and you've got your own bed and we just kind of, you know, we just house share because it's become such a habit. I said, I'm not interested in that ever. If you're not in it to win it, to be in love with me, don't do it. Because I'm committed to keeping our hearts open and connected. And anything that we need to do with work, effort, energy, time, time spent away, dates, whatever, we're going to do. Because I want to stay in love. Great. Good news. So far, so so far, so good. Still there. Great. Well, let's look at a couple comments that we have really quick. We've got, uh, before we wrap up, we've got Evelyn. She said, good response, Deanna. Uh, we got Lee. He said, not every woman appreciates that type of affection. To some, touching is not part of their language of love. That's a good point. I mean, the you know, if you, five love languages. Mine is uh, 
quality time and touch. And they're pretty close together, right? Um, and then the rest, I'm like, yeah, they're important, but those are only two. But what about the people that words of affirmation or uh, what else is there? Gifts or acts of service. What about those? I can see where acts of service would show up, but what about those? Absolutely. I think the most, Lee, I'm just going to say thank you because one of the most important conversations that I actually teach in every class I, I hold is a conversation about love languages. I think it's that important. And if her, that kind of touch isn't high on her list, then listen to what she has to say and pick out the whatever the other two love languages we always um, in our class, we always teach the top two. Mm. Ask the most. I'll tell you what I think the most important and the most powerful tool in relationship with anybody ever is. Do you know what it is? Ask more questions mm. and listen. Well, so question. I mentioned this before we started the show. I was saying I have a theory or my, what is it that saves me so I don't get in trouble? My experience, that's what I say. My experience is that women are in touch with their feelings, right? They feel it. But a lot of, most of the time, my experience is they do not communicate it. Like you'll do something wrong they didn't like and they'll just stop seeing you. Or they'll be mad or they'll cancel or they'll, you know, all these sorts of things, but don't actually communicate to you. Even if you ask, that's been my experience. So asking is great. You, you should ask, but what do you do when uh, you feel like they're not sharing when you ask? Like, you know, that, that common thing, what's wrong, nothing, or, or I'm fine. That, that thing that people say, oh, I'm fine. Well, you know, they're not fine, but they won't tell you. So that's a good place for me in my, in my experience, that's a great place to start making I statements. Mm. I'm sensing that something's actually wrong. You're not willing to tell me. I would like to leave you a space that's open enough. I would like to feel like we have a relationship that's open enough that you'll actually talk to me, but I'm not seeing that. But I'd like you to know, I'd like to just say, I want to know what you really think or feel. So I'm just going to leave that on the table and we're going to walk away from this right now. But I'm going to keep asking, how do you really feel? Because we can never get to a depthful relationship until you're willing to tell me what you really like, what you really want, what you really feel, what your dreams are. But like I said, the best tool for relationships, in my opinion, ever is asking more questions. And my husband and I just had this argument recently and I said, did you ask me what I wanted or how I felt? And of course the answer was no, that's why there was an argument. <laughs> and so I said, but you need to just start asking me, did that make you mad? Are you upset with me? Are you upset with something else? I just wanna know because I'm sensing something that you're upset about and you're not talking. That's great. And then the bad news is I would tell you if that kind of behavior continues, move on. Because well, you can never have depth in a relationship where you can't ask a question and have somebody respond honestly to tell you what they really think or feel at any point in time. Now, it could take a day or two. Sometimes when I ask David things like about how do you feel about this? He's like, I don't know. And in a couple of days, when he's really had time to chew on it, he does. That's fine. And then I, we have the conversation. 
Yeah, I, I love that. You know, yeah, that's fine. Just let me know, but let me know. I agree with you completely. <laughs> Don't like just shut down and kill off that part of our relationship or whatever. Let me know. And maybe there, we can address it. Maybe we can't. Who knows? But at least it's out, right? Absolutely. At least they're being authentic. And if you're not getting an authentic relationship, if you're if you can't be authentic and your partner can't is not being authentic with you, there mm. is nothing deeper for you to find in that relationship. And I'll tell you, I feel like it's a it's a place we need to work towards in maturity for relationships to begin to be able to feel comfortable to have those conversations and be honest. And if a woman is still in that place of, well, if you are good at it, you should know. That's BS. Yeah, I love that one. There I is no it. way I would ever. You already know. No. I, I will just say that even in, especially in situations that are in of intimacy, mm -hmm. A woman who can't talk about what she wants or what she wants more of, if she's not being expressive, there's nothing more to have. And mm -hmm. she's always going to be shortchanging herself a deeper intimate relationship, a deeper and more satisfying sexual relationship if she can't have conversations about, I like this, I don't like that. And if she's shy, like when I was younger, I was very shy in the bedroom. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about this with you. But as I grew and as I matured, I realized I'm leaving a whole bunch of pleasure on the table by not being willing to have a conversation about what I like and what I don't. Exactly. And I can call a conversation, not, you're, what are you doing? Nothing like that, no. No, that's, that, would be, that would be bad. My last boyfriend was so much better at this. Oh. I'm just kidding, of course. Thank oh. you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, how can people reach you and how can they find out about Blissology? They can reach me on Facebook. I've got a Be Her Hero page on Facebook. We've also got um, an email, Deanna at BeHerHero.com. We have it's the it's Be Her Hero. Hero.com. Okay, mm -hmm. great. We'll put that up on the screen now. All right. Absolutely. And I also, in case you'd like, on my website, there is a, you can sign up and get a love letter guide that we will mail to you, email to you. The love letter guide is a beautiful way to start having really enjoyable, connected conversations in text, in a letter, um, however you'd like, because you it, it helps you formulate the right statements about why somebody matters to you. And that's for it's called the love letter love letter guide and it's free. It's free free love letter guide because to me having those conversations and helping people have more meaningful conversations is a great start to having more meaningful relationships. Great. Well, thank you so much for the difference you're making for people and your cause that's great it's you know i always say in school they should teach about money and relationships those are the two most important things you're going to be dealing with in life and when i say relationships i mean a business relationship like us uh people the cashier you meet your parents your family your loved ones your children 
relationships in general. That should be taught in school and money. And if we had that, like as a basis, we'd it'd be so much better. I agree. I am very grateful. Thank you so much for having me. I have really you. enjoyed. You can watch this show, Alter Perform Show, on Facebook. Uh, you can also go to alterperformshow.com. You can also find us on YouTube. This show will be uploaded in a few days on YouTube under Alter Perform Inc. Because there's a whole bunch of videos, over 200 videos on there. And you can find us on Twitter under Mr. Wow, iTunes under the Ultra Perform Show. That one's a little tricky because a lot of things come up, but you can find us on there. And blogtalkradio.com slash ultra life. We're on weekdays at five o'clock. Uh, David wanted to thank us before we disappear. We'll put that on there. Thank you, David. You can see that, right, Dana? Yeah. I think it's frozen up, but that's I can look for it. Okay. And thank you very much for being on. And we're on weekdays at 5 o'clock. See you later. Take care. Bye.